Hi, this is Cage Coleman and Matt Cardinal, hosts of Game On. And this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 17-year-old Jacob Hendershot. Jacob is considered to be lost and injured. He went missing from Panama City, Florida, July 14, 2011. He is Caucasian, 6 feet tall, and 125 pounds, brown eyes, and brown hair. He may still be in the local area. When last seen, he had orange highlights in his hair. He has a scar on his stomach and also may go by the name of Jake. If you know Jacob's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Jacob Hendershot, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get ready to buckle up and take a ride in your favorite concept car. Welcome to Kids and Cars. This show is all about cars and hosted by two kids who know a thing or two about cars, even though they don't drive, on Voice America Kids. Let's get it started in revving. Here are your hosts. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions, on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Tavani. And I am Anthony Alda. And today we will be talking about with Lindsay... Jordan from HDNet Movies, Kid Scene, and three other movies, 101 Dalmatians, Babe, Pig in the City, and James and the Giant Peach. Wow, today is really an HDNet Movie Day. Um, so to start off the show, we will be talking with Lindsay Jordheim, who is from um, HDNet Movies and Kid Scene. How are you today, Lindsay? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your job? Okay, um, I'd love to. I have a pretty cool job. Um, first, I'll tell you the network I work for is HDNet Movies, and um, it's a 24-hour movie channel. And in the morning, we have a special block of kid-friendly, kid-friendly programming, and it's from 6 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern, and it includes... Um, great kids' movies, and some original programs. And my job in particular is that I produce movie trailers for the movies we have on the network, and I also um, have created a short original show called My Scene. And My Scene highlights um, inspiring kids around the country and that do unique things. I can tell you what it's like. That's awesome. So, um... Yeah. What got you started in working with HGNet Movies? Well, um, it was more a move to sunny Colorado, and I had worked in television in California, and um, and I just got involved with HGNet and its sister channel, HGNet Movies, and then um, we've recently started having kids programming, and that has been a great transition. I've really enjoyed it because... As you guys know, we have some really cool, really cool movies. And so that's kind of how I got into it. 
That's awesome. Yeah, you guys definitely do have some really awesome movies that we've been watching and reviewing. And that's also really cool that you're, you've moved to Colorado because I've lived in Colorado my entire life. So we have something in common. <laughs> right. No, it, that is great. <laughs> is it a lot of fun creating movie trailers? It really is. Um, a lot of my family and friends think I have the coolest job um, you know, that they've ever heard of because I get to watch movies at work and I find my favorite clips from the movies. I get to choose music and I get to write a script and um, I even actually edit it myself. And so all around, it's just a really creative process and, um, and I've really enjoyed it. I've been doing it for about five years. So yeah. That's awesome. So what's the best thing about your job? Um, I think it's just getting access to all of these uh, movies. And then now my favorite thing is that I get to travel and meet the most inspiring kids. For example, this spring, I got to go to Alabama to Space Camp because we were showing the movie Space Camp. And anyway, I created a four-minute little video just about the kids who get to go to that camp. Um, I've also met some kid dancers, some a kid's sportscaster. Um, we had a volunteer for the Special Olympics. So it's just, this year's been really inspiring. I love that part. That sounds really fun. Yeah, we've been watching, personally at Kids First, we've been watching a ton of different um, HGNet movies. And some recent ones that I've seen personally was um, Babe and James and Giant Peach, and, you know, just a lot of different movies. And I think HGNet Movies Kids Scene is doing an awesome job. Um, so why don't you tell us what HGNet Kids Scene provides for families? Okay. Um, well, like I said, it's every morning from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. We have the kids' movies and also those original programs I told you about. Um, and I didn't mention we have a show called Movie Scene where these twins, Lily and Lauren, discuss upcoming kids' movies that are coming out in theaters. So that's another great aspect. Um, and then we also have you guys reviewing our movies for Kids First. So all around, it's just a great um, morning's worth of entertaining programming for kids. We also have Friday night um, family-friendly movies, and we call that Kids Scene Friday Night. And so... Those are the best times to tune in, and um, yeah. That's awesome. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I am Anthony Aranda. Today we are talking with Linza Jordan from HDNet Movies, Kids Scene, and three of their movies, 101 Dalmatians, Babe, Pig in the City, and James and the Giant Peach. So right now we're talking with Lindsay. Um, let's continue with that. Um, so are there? How do H? Uh, how do movies get chosen to be with HGNet Kids Scene? Well, we have a great programming department, and um, and they know so much about movies, and they have relationships with studios, and so they work with the studios to choose very selectively which, which films will get to um, air on our channel. We get to air the, the movies for about three months at a time. It varies. But, yeah, and, uh, for example, this August we have some neat ones. We have, you mentioned it, but we have Charlotte's Web. Um, we have Babe, Howl's Moving Castle. 
and um, the Goonies. So there's lots of animation and also adventure. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it, that's how it works. There are movies that have already been in the theaters, and now you can watch them, you know, at home in the comfort of your home. Yeah, that's definitely exciting. I think it's cool to show those sort of classic films on TV. And those are definitely some big titles to be looking forward to for HGNet movies. Um, so what inspired you to start the program Kids Seen My Scene? Well, we, we needed some um, more programming to kind of during between the movies. We wanted to have some supportive, entertaining programming so when you go transition from movie to movie, then um, so that was the beginning reason. And then we came up with the idea to, I just think kids love watching kids on television. <laughs> and so um, especially why not have inspiring stories to maybe who knows who they'll reach out and touch. So um, that's kind of where the idea came from. And I've had people are just so excited to be a part of this. I mean, Anyone I contact has been thrilled, and and so and it's really great for them as well because they get to keep the video and use it for their own marketing purposes. So it's been very fun. That's awesome. Um, so what's the involvement with Mark Cuban with Kidscene? I know he's the owner. What's his involvement with that? Well, he he is the owner of our network, HGNet Movies, um, and so you know I think well certainly it was his idea to get acquiring kids' movies and showing them. So he's the, the big picture vision. And um, he works, you know, he, he's in Dallas, so we have a Dallas offices as well. So, yeah, that's I think awesome. I, I, hope, hmm? I said that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. No. And I can tell everyone how, how to find HGNet movies. Um, I was just going to suggest if you want to go to our website, and that's hdnetmovies.com slash schedules. And there you can plug in your um, zip code in the channel finder box, and then it'll tell you which cable network, you know, has it near you. That's awesome. Um, so do our reviews show up on your website as well? Yes. If, if, so if you go to our website, you'll see all of our um, the schedule for our movies and the upcoming movies. Um, also, they show we have some of the kids' first um, reviews on there, like you just asked. So that's kind of neat because you can show your friends and family and and anyone who checks out our website. Obviously, um, we also have some of the my scenes that I've done recently on there, and we we try to also put these on Facebook. So anyone who's a fan of kids scene or HGNet movies can see it that way. We're trying to get awesome. it out there. Yeah. What's, um, your fa- what's your favorite movie shown on HDNet? Well, um, I was thinking about this, and I've, I've gotten to work with some great ones. I think recently I got to make the trailer for Howl's Moving Castle, and it was just such a neat story, and it's, it's Japanese animation, so it's very beautiful, and I think it's unique, and so I really like that. And, of course, I'm a big fan of Annie. <laughs> we have that airing right now. so That's awesome. I remember watching Howl's Moving Castle a lot when I was younger, and, yeah, I'm actually really into Japanese animation right now, so it's nice to see that. 
So, um, Anthony, yeah. what HDNet movies have you seen so far? Um, I've seen, um, like, Babe, Pig in the City, and also 101 Dalmatians. That's awesome. Well, it's time to take a break. I'm Raven Devaney. And I am Anthony Aranda, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Looking for a great sports show from a kid's point of view? Look no further than Speaking of Sports. We've got the stats, scores, and inside news on what's happening all over the sports world. It's all hard-hitting, can't-miss action from your point of view. You'll hear different perspectives, opinions, and predictions from the fans and experts. Tune in to Speaking of Sports every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Miss just one minute of this show and you've missed out. When you're 11 years old, it seems as if nobody understands what you go through. You're not quite a teenager yet, but you're definitely not a little kid anymore. Tune in to Life at 11 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through 11 and on to 12 and beyond. It's a tough point in your life right now. Get the advice you need on Life at 11, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on The Voice. America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Kids and Cars on the Voice America Kids channel. We're filled up and ready to roll. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney. And I am Anthony Aranda, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation about some of the movies we've reviewed from HDNet Movies Kids Scene. So right now we're going to be talking about 101 Dalmatians, and um, that's a live-action movie from 1996. I remember watching this movie all the time with my grandma um, at her house, because I used to go over there all the time. And, you know, I loved the cartoons. Uh, I had all the figurines for all the different Dalmatians. Um, and when the live action came out, I just remember watching it all the time. And, of course, it came out before I was born. But, you know, once I was old enough to start watching that, I did. And I love it. And I also really like the sequel as well. So, Anthony, why don't you tell us a little bit about that movie? Yeah, I also like that movie a lot. Um, and I really like just the character, the little the puppies because they were really funny and they were so cute i definitely have to agree with you on that which puppy was your favorite um i'm not really sure (laughs) who was your favorite character my favorite character was the dalmatian puppy named lucky oh yeah and why is that because he was the first born, it looked like he wasn't going to survive, but he actually did. And that's how he got his name, Lucky. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, I think my favorite character would probably have to be Cruella DeVille, played by um, Glenn Close. Because I think she does a really good job as that character. And um, I think the reason I like Cruella DeVille is because, I mean, I know she's the 
evil villain, but I think she's really funny, actually. And um, I mean, her, she's just like so obsessed with getting the puppies. And I think her facial expressions are hilarious. And, you know, I just I really like it. Um, so, Anthony, what's your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene, I think, is when the like the puppies, the mom and dad found the puppies. And why is that? Um, because it was a really good part, and everyone was happy then. And did you think the music was good in that scene? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like the soundtrack as well, um, because I think, you know, it was sort of, when all the puppies were running, it was sort of, like, upbeat, and it definitely carried the mood of the movie, and even in some of the darker scenes, um, like when the puppies are getting chased by Cruella's uh, sort of henchmen, or whatever you'd like to call them, um, I thought even then it wasn't, you know, too intense, it was still sort of lighthearted and fun, and I think that's very important with kids' movies. What do you think, Anthony? Well, I have something also to say. Uh-huh. Is that I like the live version better than the animated version. Because the live action and the dogs are re- was really cute. But it was just more cooperative and it was like, it was better. Oh, yeah. I agree with you, too. And I definitely think, um, I think the live action is more of a comedy and it gets you more laughing out loud as opposed to the animated version of the film, which is the original, where it's more um, just a cute story, but it doesn't really, you know, get you laughing so hard, Um, which I think is good with the remake of the movie, um, the live action, because it really gets you laughing. I think probably my favorite scene in this movie would have to be when um, Carla Deville's henchmen are chasing the puppies through the farm and um, they get, they're trying to climb over that electric fence and they get electrocuted. And I just, I remember, um, I haven't watched this movie actually for quite some time, but I remember it so much because I loved that movie when I was younger. And that is the scene that sticks with me the most because I just remember laughing so much. And, you know, I had, like I said before, I had all the little figurines for the, um, the characters and I would act that out and I thought it was just so funny and I remember that so much. Anthony, um, did you ever watch the original animation version of this movie? I think I have. It's just, it's been a long time since I got to see it. So pretty much when I watched the, the live version, I hardly remembered the movie. Yeah. And like you said before, the live action is better. And I have to agree with you on that. And like I said before, because it gets more laughs out of you. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I am Anthony Aranda. And today we are talking with Lindsay, Lindsay Jordham from HDNet Movies, Kids Scene, and three of their movies, 101 Dalmatians, Babe in the pig in the city and james and the giant peach that's right anthony and right now we are talking about 101 dalmatians so let's continue our conversation about that um so anthony you have younger siblings is that right yes that is right awesome so do you think your younger siblings would like this movie yes i think they would like it a lot my baby sister she um mostly likes like animals so I'm guessing she might like the puppies. Uh-huh. And, and I think my I think my brother would still like it too cuz it is yeah. a really funny movie. 
Yeah, and your sister is three, right? Yes. Cool. And, you know, I'm being 14. I actually still really like this movie. And um, so I actually think it's good for all ages. And I know my parents laugh at it, too, um, which I always think is very important for parents to like the movies that are geared towards their children, because um, a lot of movies are need parental guidance, um, because sometimes the kids might get lost in storyline. And it's very important for the parents to be entertained as well, which is always good. And um, like I said before, I also really like the sequel to this movie. Anthony, have you seen that? Um, I don't, I'm not really sure if I got to see it. Yeah, well, I've seen it, and I think it's really good as well. Um, but yeah, especially just there's something about the live action that I think it makes it really funny to see all those puppies. And, you know, uh, like you said, your baby sister loves animals and, um, and um, you know, animals talking animals and animals are a huge thing in little kids lives um my little brother who's seven he really likes this movie as well so i mean i think it's good for all ages um so anthony what do you think about the cinematography and you know the things you see in this movie well um i think they're really good uh, so like if you would get to see it i think the like the picture would be like really it was better like yeah it was better than the animated version yeah and um do you think do you think the colors and you know is the imagery very crisp um kind of yeah yeah the, the yeah because it actually like um it's good to see so and it looks exactly kind of like in live action even though it is so they really got the they really got it yeah and you know i think the um visual aspects in this movie are good i think you know it's very bright and colorful in some scenes and then i especially um my favorite scene like i said before is when uh Corellaville's henchmen are chasing after the puppies and um i think the way that's done i think it's very hard to uh, display night scenes because a lot of times it'll get too dark um, in my opinion it'll get too dark and it's kind of hard to focus on things but I think in this movie it was very good and it especially helped that there was snow on the ground um, because you know that helped lighten up the images and um, I think also like we were saying before we like the um, live action version better than the animation and I think for me one of the reasons is you know real people's facial expressions are like a lot funnier than um the drawing of the animation so I think that definitely helps um so Anthony what do you think did you learn anything from this movie um I think yeah I think like um if you ever ever wanted to capture like animals I think you really shouldn't go after, like, any dogs. <laughs> yes, I definitely agree with you. And especially for what Corella DeVille wanted to do to the dogs. She wanted to turn them into a coat, which I think is horrible. I mean, those are adorable little puppies. You don't turn puppies into a coat. I think that's horrible. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I think what I learned from this movie is, like, you know, the puppy's parents never gave up on searching for them. And, um, you know, what I just got out of that is, like, if you keep searching and keep trying to get your way, then it'll eventually happen. And, you know, good always prevails over evil because Cruella Deville ended up not getting the puppies. And, you know, good always prevails. What do you think, Anthony? Well, uh, oh, yeah, um, I just think 
that it would be kind of bad if she did capture them. They would, and they kind of pretty much just got bored. We, they yeah. don't want to be turned. That I don't want Tessie to be turned into a like a fur coat right when they got born. Yeah, they were just brand new. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney. And I am Anthony Anda. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Kids and Cars on the Voice America Kids channel. We're filled up and ready to roll. Now, back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney. And I am Anthony Aranda. You are listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation about some of the movies we've reviewed from HDNet Movies Kids Scene. So, right now, we are talking about Babe, Pig in the City... Um, and I just saw that movie very recently, and I loved it. I thought it was so cute. And at first, I wasn't sure how I was going to like it, um, you know, because of when it was made. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to, you know, really like it, especially because of um, there were talking animals in it. And I wasn't sure how realistic that was going to be. But I was very, very impressed with it because, you know, the animals really looked like they were talking. And I smiled through the entire movie. I thought it was very cute. What do you think, Anthony? Well, I thought this movie w- was really um, good. So, and why I liked it is because it had a lot of funny parts, and especially the singing mice. Yes, I thought that was so funny. I watched it with my brother, and we were cracking up. We ended up, like, rewinding that part so we could watch it over and over. I think the very first time the mice sing, at, like, the end of the very first scene, um, we just rewound that part over and over and over again so we could listen to it because I thought it was very funny. And it's very cute as well. They sort of sound like Alvin and the Chipmunk a little bit. (laughs) Um, So, Anthony, what's your favorite character? My favorite characters in the movie are the singing mice because they are really funny and they sing throughout the movie when something is really sad or really happy 
the singing mice act like narrators throughout the movie, announcing the next chapter like a book. Yeah, I agree with you. They are definitely sort of little narrator figures in a singing sense. Um, I think my favorite character would definitely have to be Ferdinand the Duck, because, you know, he's really paranoid all the time, and he talks so super fast, which I thought was very funny, and it made him very laughable. And um, I also thought it was funny when, you know, he goes to fly to um, find Babe, and, uh, you know, Babe goes to New York. He's from, like, a little farm town, and, you know, he goes to New York, and um, I think it's really funny when Ferdinand is uh, flying after the plane, and he's, he's having such a hard time flying, and there's other bigger birds, and um, he actually gets a ride in one of the pelican's mouth, and I thought that was very funny. And you remember when um, he landed, and then there was, like, that gun club just shot at him? It oh, yeah, I remember that. He was so tired after flying, and he landed, and, you know, there were gunshots, and, you know, he had to go back up in the air. Um, So, Anthony, what was your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene, I think, is, like, um, when finally the mother found the pig. It took a while, and when she did get the pig, it she was looking weird for some reason. She was looking kind of <laughs> weird. Yes. I agree with you. She was looking very weird because you remember she had to wear those clown pants because her other clothes got ruined and she didn't have anything else with her. Yeah, and that, and that man pulled on do not pull, so it just popped all out. Yeah, he pulled the do not pull string and the pants inflated and she was flying around and it looked like she had a huge tummy and I remember that. That was very funny. Yeah. I especially thought it was funny because they were at this very fancy party and here this clown lady is swinging on the banisters trying to find her pig. So I thought that was very funny. And I also thought it was funny in that scene um, when there was that huge pyramid of champagne and the guy was on the ladder just trying to make it so that those glasses wouldn't get knocked down, which I thought was very funny. So, Anthony, do you remember all the singing cats in this movie? Yeah. And remember when the singing mice, they went inside there and then they just ran out because they're scared of the cats. Yes, I remember that. There was a whole huge room in um, this hotel for pets and, um, you know, everyone was supposed to, like, not go outside of the hotel because nobody could know that there were pets in that hotel because it was against the rules. So everyone was paranoid to go outside. So there was this whole room full of singing cats and the mice were um got there and they were like what's all that beautiful music and they went into the room and there was a ton a ton of cats and so they went running away which i thought was very funny um i think my favorite scene uh would probably have to be um when the chimpanzees and the orangutan and um, the little monkey are at the hospital or orphanage i'm not quite sure where they were at, but they were doing that performance, and I thought that was very, very funny. Yes. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I am Anthony Aranda. And today we are talking with um, eight, about the movies, HDNet movies, 101 Dalmatians, Babe, Pig in the City, and James and the Giant Peach. Yes, that is right. So right now we are talking about Babe, Pig in the City, um, so, Anthony, do you think the effects were good, um, showing that how the animals were talking? Yes, and um, I have another favorite character. Oh, and who's that? It's um, ba- uh, the pig. 
babe, and why do you like him? Um, because he is really, f- he can talk to all the animals, and he has a really funny pig. <laughs> yes, he definitely is a really funny pig. I and also have another favorite character, um, and it was the mother chimpanzee. Um, and the reason I like her is because um, she couldn't. She never called Babe a pig. She always just said that pink thingy over there. And so I thought that was very funny. And, and she would always say thank you thing, or you know. So I thought that was very funny. And um, also something that I like about Babe, because um, you said he's one of your favorite characters, and he's one of my favorite characters as well. Um, something that I like about him was when he was getting chased by those savage dogs, and um, they were trying to kill him, and that one dog knocked him off the bridge, and he got out of the water and was swimming. And when that dog knocked him into the water, the dog got tangled up and... Um, was hanging over the bridge by his foot, and then the chain slipped a little bit, so his head went into the water, and all the other animals wanted to just leave him there because, you know, they didn't want to have to deal with that, and um, Babe realized that the dog would die if he stayed with his head in the water hanging like that, so, you know, nobody else would help him because they were all, like, too afraid to go over there, and Babe saved the dog's life, and that dog ended up being very grateful to him, so that's another reason that I like Babe. Do you remember that scene, Anthony? Yes, I remember it. <laughs> and, um, oh, something that I didn't like about this movie, I mean, I loved, like, the entire movie, except for this one part where um, the dog with the little wheelchair, he was holding onto um, a truck when they were trying to find all the animals after they had been taken. And when he went flying and, and he landed and, you know, it, it seems like he was dead. And that, <laughs> that sort of disturbed me a little bit because he was, like, twitching and lying on his side and I don't know it just it seemed a little bit disturbing to me did did you find it weird at all Anthony yeah uh so it it actually was and and then he had this little vision for some reason yeah he had that little vision and you know when I saw that vision I thought he had um died and gone to heaven because you know he had in his vision it was like these bright sunny fields and he was using um all of his legs instead of having a wheelchair and he was jumping around and I thought like oh my gosh he he died and he went to heaven like that's so sad but it's happy because he's out of his wheelchair but then he ended up waking up and he was fine but you know I just thought it was a little bit disturbing um, I thought the visual aspects of this film were really awesome um, because, you know, I, like I said before, I was a bit skeptical on how good the uh, special effects would be, but they were actually very impressive, and I thought it was very good. Um, I also think uh, that the colors were very cute at the farm, especially, and um, especially when they were at, you know, in the big city, and they would be looking at his window, and um, the background almost seemed sort of like drawn because it it looked like it was painted and I thought that was cool because it's almost like a pig's point of view on the big city and another scene that I thought was very cool um was uh, like you said Anthony when um the woman was finding her pig and she finally found babe and I thought it was very cool how you saw um it was like an aerial view of the ground and then all of a sudden all these bright blue balloons just fell to the ground and I thought that was very cool just that little part of it because I thought it was um visually very impressive you know the pretty balloons falling on the gold so I thought that was cool and I also thought it would be really fun to play in the balloons so it kind of looked like it was like a celebration the little baby monkey was falling and then um a monkey caught him 
and then all the balloons came down. So it was kind of like it was doing a celebration. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so, Anthony, how many stars would you give this movie? Um, five out of five. Because this movie is really great. And there pretty much are no scary parts in the movie that toddlers would be afraid of. That's awesome. Well, let's take a break. I'm Raven Tabani. And I am Anthony Aranda, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control... And that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here. And because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this form of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. listening to kids and cars on the voice america kids channel we're filled up and ready to roll now back to the show hey and welcome back to kids first coming attractions i'm raven Devani, and i am anthony aranda and you are listening to voice america kids Let's continue with our conversation about some of the movies we've reviewed from HDNet Movies Kids Scene. Okay, so right now we will be talking about James and the Giant Peach. Um, personally, I am in love with James and the Giant Peach. That has been one of my favorite movies uh, since, I mean, since as long as I can remember. I remember watching that movie all the time when I was little and singing along with all the songs. And, you know, I think James and the Giant Peach is so brilliant and creative and it's perfect for the whole family. What do you think, Anthony? And I think this movie was really great. It it was actually really good, so I think everybody might want to see it. I definitely agree with you. I think everybody should see this because, you know, like I said, I love this movie so much. Um, so, Lindsay, you're still on the phone with us. What do you think about this movie? Well, um, I loved this movie as well. And this was one of my favorite books when I was little because um, I always loved Royal Doll, the author. And so when it came out as a movie, that was very exciting. And and I love um, just the adventure aspect. And it certainly made me want to eat a peach. What, did, what about <laughs> you guys? Yes, I agree with you. I actually, I think the last time I saw that movie, which is probably about a month ago, I was actually eating a peach while I watched that movie. So, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Um, and I think one of the reasons that I'm so deeply fascinated with this movie is because I think it's extremely artistic. 
Um, like in the first couple of scenes, uh, when James is at his aunt's house, all the backgrounds and sets were so creative because they almost look like um, theater and stage props, which is awesome for me because, you know, I'm into uh, film work as well as theater acting. So, I mean, that was a plus for me. And um, I think it's really cool how James transforms into an claymation version of himself. And um, I thought the visual aspects were really cool. Um, what do you think, Anthony? I think they were really cool, too. But I want to say one thing that um, that I think the movie might not be too good for, like, really little toddlers. And why is that? It's because um, maybe those, like, big bugs might freak them out. Oh, yeah, I agree with you on that. I didn't actually think about that before. But, yeah, I agree with you. And um, also, you know, I think definitely this movie is probably for ages five to six and up. Um, and if you are watching it with younger kids, maybe, you know, watch it with an adult so that they can give some guidance, you know, to assure the kids that the bugs aren't going to come get you and not to worry. Because I do agree there are some parts, um, especially where the centipede, you know, gets right in the camera and his mouth gets all big. And, you know, I remember that being a little bit frightening for me when I was younger. Uh, so, yeah, Anthony, who's your favorite character in this movie? Um, I think my favorite character would be James. And why is that? Because he is a really funny character, and he is mostly in all the parts of the movie, and I like the movie, so. Um, but there's one more thing that I might think is scary for toddlers. And what's that? The, 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 like, the ship that got sunk with all the pirates, like, the, the skeletons. Oh, they yeah. All just, they all just came alive. That might freak them out. Yeah. And, you know, something that's interesting about that scene is um, I remember we were talking about this in camp, but the head skeleton, the captain, he actually um, looks like Jack Skellington from, oh, gosh, what's the movie? Nightmare um, Before Christmas. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Sorry, it totally blanked out of my head. Um, so I thought that was actually pretty interesting and cool to see, you know, him in that movie as a captain. And I think his name was even Jack in that movie. So I thought that was pretty cool. You remember when they were swimming down and then it kind of looked like um, those two ants? They were on that, like the front of the ship. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it, I do remember their that. Face was, they were just on the front of the ship. Yeah. And um, another thing that I think might be a little bit frightening um, for kids, since we're on that topic, is um, the giant ship that's in the sky, that big metal shark-looking thing. Oh, um, yeah. Because I remember, even to this day, sort of getting a little bit of anxiety in me um, when that happens, because, you know, it's it's the music in that is very good and helps accentuate the uh, the emotion and the mood of that. So I think it might be a little bit frightening for younger kids. But, you know, otherwise, I think it's very good. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney. And I am Anthony Aranda. And today we are talking with Lindsay Jordheim from HDNet Movies, Kids Scene, and three of their movies, 101 Dalmatians, Babe, Pig in the City, and James and the Giant Peach. So let's continue with our conversation about James and the Giant Peach. So, Lindsay, what's your favorite character in this movie? Well, I think I'll agree with Anthony that James is a, a good favorite to have. 
Um, but I really liked all of his new friends we made, and um, especially just the singing and the dancing. And um, and then I have to say, I really the ants were pretty funny. They you wanted James to get away from them for for sure, and the way they the claymates. I mean, excuse me, the way they looked was um, they made them not very likable, which was which was funny. <laughs> I definitely agree with you on that. Um, my favorite character would definitely have to be Miss Spider because she shows so much compassion towards James. And, um, you know, why she does that is before she even meets James in the giant peach when he gets all claymated and um, in that magical world, his aunts are trying to kill a spider because, you know, they're these cruel old ladies and they hate spiders and, you know, they're all paranoid about so they're trying to kill a spider and James actually captures the spider and saves it and sets it free. And um, when you go into the peach, you end up finding out that that was Miss Spider. So she sort of owes him a debt and she repays him by, you know, watching over him and caring for him and, you know, sort of keeping his chin up. Another character that I really admire is the cricket um, because he's so old and wise and I think his character is very funny because he seems, you know, so royal and regal and the way he walks is very funny. So, you know, I liked him for that reason. Um, so Anthony, what's your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene is when, um, they were all just singing this special song about like where they want to go and what uh-huh. they want to like be, like mm-hmm. where they want to be around and then all of a sudden, the ants were ca- calling out James' name. Yeah. Right at the end of the song. We didn't get to hear the ending. Yeah. I remember that as well. Um, I don't necessarily think I have a favorite scene because, you know, I love the entire movie. And it would be really difficult for me to pick out one specific scene that I liked. Um, but I, if I had to pick one, it would probably be the very last scene where it's sort of newspaper clippings of James and, you know, the giant peach core turns into his house. And I think that's very cool. Another scene that I think is very interesting and creative is the very, very first scene when um, James is with his parents on the beach and then they get eaten by that giant rhinoceros. And um, the reason I like this scene is because it's very foggy and hazy and you can definitely tell that it's a memory. But you you don't really see that the rhino gobbles up the parents, but but the James did and he can't stop forgetting about it. He's been dreaming about it. Yeah, he dreams about it all the time, and he he definitely worries about it, especially because his ants are so mean. They're always like, you have to be a good boy, or the rhinoceros will eat you, just like your parents. So, you know, they're definitely mean about that, and definitely building up some more fear inside of them. Yeah, so, like, um, the ants don't have to do any work. He has to do it all. And also, any time, if he's just sleeping a little late, when he wakes up, the ants will come in, and they, in the first scene, they said, you were supposed to be up three minutes early. So she, the ants don't really get let James do anything. I know, they're so strict with him. And they don't let him eat very much food either. And they save all the good food for themselves. And they give him all the bad leftovers. And they treat him horribly. And I think that's that's not very good at all. Um. Another thing that I really like about this movie is the music, and I think the music is awesome, especially with all the characters singing. Um, so, Anthony, do you like the mu- music? 
Yes, I like the music. It it was actually really good. Um, I mostly, I think I mostly liked um, all the, when they were singing the songs, I think that music was the pretty much the best. I think my favorite musical number would probably have to be uh, when they find the peach and, you know, um, they're eating the peach, which I think is awesome. Well, we are out of time for today. Thanks, Anthony, for helping me host. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To join our film critic search campaign, go to www.kidsfirst.org and be sure to check out all our reviews and blogs while you're there. I'm Raven Devaney. And I am Anthony Aranda. You are listening to Voice America Kids. Thanks for listening to Kids in Cars. Your hosts will be back next Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll catch you next week. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for a great sports show from a kid's point of view? Look no further than Speaking of Sports. We've got the stats, scores, and inside news on what's happening all over the sports world. It's all hard-hitting, can't-miss action from your point of view. You'll hear different perspectives, opinions, and predictions from the fans and experts. Tune in to Speaking of Sports every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Miss just one minute of this show and you've missed out. When you're 11 years old, it seems as if nobody understands what you go through. You're not quite a teenager yet, but you're definitely not a little kid anymore. Tune in to Life at 11 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through 11 and on to 12 and beyond. It's a tough point in your life right now. Get the advice you need on Life at 11, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on The Voice. Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio.